In the heart of the state of the art, at the dawn of the next stage in entertainment, you found no proscenium. Indeed, found no proscenium, the voice of everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, and welcome to episode 373, our first episode of 2023. This week on the show, we visit the Ministry of Peculiarities out in Azusa, California. This is one of the most talked about escape room experiences in Southern California, and for good reason. Our team, including far-flung members of the review crew, finally got down to the business of solving the mystery of Hope End, and we are all the better for having done so. Seriously, people from David and Lisa Spira of Room Escape Artist uh, to many more kept telling me that I'd love the game. And while I believed everyone, it became a big priority to check it out after the ministry popped up at the 2022 LA Immersive Invitational and blew us all away with what they came up with in under 72 hours. We settle in for a chat with the Overlook Film Festival-bound creative team in just a moment, but first, a little Patreon update and a disclosure. You might remember that the ministry recently became a sustaining backer of NoPro. I'll note that this episode was already recorded when that happened, and it's super flattering that the gang over there believes in the mission here. It's always an honor to have creators who are doing good work make the choice to help us carry the mission onward. Speaking of, we currently stand at 384 Patreon backers, 16 off from the milestone of 400, which is our next big goal. Keeping us on the path this month are Adam M. and Chris Frost. So if you can, please jump in and back us at www.patreon.com slash noproscenium and help us hit that 400 backers. If you're already a backer, those reviews on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice help spread the word. And as you look around for us on social, uh, maybe to help uh, <laughs> re-blast, what do we even call it anymore, uh, the content around, um, we are always no proscenium, except on Insta, where we are no underscore proscenium. We're also on the lookout for community partners who are up for working out special deals for our backers. Hit me up at noah at noproscenium.com for details. As always, big thanks to our sustaining backers, Samuel Mustry, Chris Woolman. Samantha Davison, Eric Shamlin, Elaine, Jay Bushman, Jerome Joseph Gentes, Tom Leonetti McGuire, Wynne Thorne, Ryan, David Bassick, Richard Ayers, Lonnie Hanson, The Ministry of Peculiarities, and Jan Budman. And now, without further ado, this week's interview. Today we find ourselves out in Azusa, California, in the headquarters of the Ministry of Peculiarities, which uh, many of you, hopefully, luckily, know is one of the most incredible escape games, uh, not just in the Southland, but probably in the United States, a story-driven mystery that's just structurally 
both the same and totally different from so many other things. And we have uh, three of the minds behind the ministry with us today. Adam Moody, co-owner and co-creator. Uh, Benjamin Burke, the uh, uh, general manager here. And uh, Jonathan Burke, uh, the, uh, a co-creator and co-owner. Um, how do you guys, when you want to describe this place, how do you describe the Ministry of Peculiarities? Oh, you're, you're tossing it to me. Okay, well... Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the tough one. Right? We're we're an escape room. There's no question about that, and 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 we're definitely part of the escape room community, and um, you know enjoy being part of the community. But we're trying to do something a little bit different. Um, uh, early on, when Adam and I created this company, we, um, you know, we shared a love for immersive theater, and so we wanted to, um, you know, pivot a little bit uh, from. Um, you know, solving puzzles to get out of a room to telling a story that the person becomes, you know, sorry, that the, the participants become part of. I'm sorry, I'm a terrible... No, don't. You're doing just fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's perfectly cromulent. You know, like it's it's absolutely it's absolutely solid because it, it it the thing the thing that I keep on noting is that it feels a little bit more like you're living a mystery than you guys are all nodding, which is great. Uh, then the, the, then some of the, sometimes the classic vibe in escape room, which is that, you know, it feels like, Oh, this puzzle for this puzzle sake. It's like the, the gestalt really becomes the star of it as opposed to necessarily anyone like, Oh, that when we were doing that one puzzle right there, not that the puzzles aren't good. They're, they're really excellent, but they all sort of feed into the overarching narrative. And, and I wonder when you guys started making this, you mentioned you're in immersive theater. You want to do something a little bit different. What was the spark? Why why get into this field and why take it in this direction? How, what's the origin story here? Uh, I would say that it was just a it was just a passion for both escape rooms and immersive theater, and wanting to see the two married together uh, probably. A little bit more properly we saw a few companies um, tampering with the concepts but not really fully committing and I think I think that was inspiration without naming those companies that it was definitely an inspiration um, wanting to see something that we were passionate about and uh, probably just sharing that joy to other people and discovering it as well I, I think you meant tinkering but uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, they uh, broke the seal and, and, and have invalidated yeah. the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good. I love it. actually. I, 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 I love that actually. Like I love that that image of, of tampering oh. with because you could get because getting shocked by it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, I'll name one of the companies like the the. Uh, Adam looks like he's like made the biggest faux pas. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. You have it. It's what all it's all good. I it's love it. <laughs> but you know, like the basement is is one of those places that we see, uh, you know, doing that pretty well, right? So, um, you know, when I'm and, and really early on, right? I mean, like oh, yeah. Caden's. I mean, when I way back when, when when I did, and I don't talk about this too often. When I did the story for NPR, that was like the first time the escape the room escape games was like on NPR. It was like maze rooms down mm -hmm. in Center City and the basement, and they had been each been up for maybe nine months, maybe a year maybe a year and a half one of them at that point and like 
the basement always felt super cinematic, right, right mm-hmm. from the jump. And then a lot of other spots felt, I don't know, like someone b- bought a kit off the back of a truck somewhere. And, and it always surprised me. The, I mean, it didn't at the same time. Like, it, it takes a lot of effort to it, make something that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 uh, understatement. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and so part of the spark that drove us to, to open this was taking all of those things that we didn't like about escape rooms and uh, uh, subverting the tropes. So, for example, like the whole um, long list of rules of things you do, you know, can do, can't do, um, you know, the paragraph that is sometimes comes across as sounding red about like, oh, well, now you're in a magical forest and, um, you know. No hate if anyone actually has a magical force escape room, but um, it, we just or, or or you know directional locks or number locks, and of course those things have their place. They're they're fun, but it's just not what we wanted to do. We wanted our puzzles to be in world, to be natural, to be part of um, whatever quest we're sending them on. Right, and the the big thing for us is you know uh, to to start with the story and then let the puzzles uh, arise out of that. So you know where where do we want the narrative to go, and uh, how can we involve the the participants in that. Um, and it, I, I, you know, end up surprised, um, at how well that works out. Um, there's, uh, you know, a puzzle, uh, without giving up too much away, um, related to the family. Um, and, uh, the way that it, um, you know, has you in, engage with the family, um, uh, kind of, uh, organically. Um, uh, we, we didn't really plan for that to happen, but, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, it, it just kind of worked out really, really well because of that approach. We mentioned the family. Let's let's take a step in for a second. And the the there's going to be more rooms in the future. And I have questions about where you guys are headed with all this. But like right now, there's the the, the star attraction. The one that's open is Hope End. And I wonder if someone could, uh, which one of you wants to take a an, an, a crack at explaining what the what a bit the story is here. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm laughing because they're like everyone's like passing the microphones off to each other to like avoid. It's like a hot potato. Uh, you know, abstractly, Hope End is a story about uh, you know family dynamics, um, partially inspired by uh, you know my own family. So you know, my, obviously, my brother and I are, are two of the creators, and we had uh, you know we wrote the story, and we have two other brothers that uh, helped do that as well. Nobody's murdered. Yet. Yeah. 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 Inspired, not maybe <laughs> not not plagiarized. So the story of Hope End is the story of a family who family member who is left behind, um, uh, you know, a, a survivor. I, I hear her yelling in the background currently. Um, and uh, so players are asked to enter Hope End and to solve the mystery basically of what happened to the family. And uh, I, guess, I guess that's it in a nutshell. I, that was probably a very confusing explanation. Ooh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's Dolores. All very, all very dynamic. Why set it up so that there is? Because we mentioned the family. Why go through the process of setting up not only a, a room that has an actor in it, which you know that drives up cost, um, but also you guys did. And 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 forgive me, this is mildly spoilery you you spent a lot of time with a a bunch of actors and developed a lot of material that people will encounter in the room that is visual in various ways and there's audio elements and so there's a lot of time spent building out who this family is and a lot of 
resources invested in manifesting them. Why take that tack as opposed to the, you know, the equivalent of, you know, an audio log in a video game, which in the case of escape rooms is often paper ephemera, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. everyone's journals, you know, would have been so much cheaper to do journals guys. Oh man, we should have asked your advice when we started this place. (laughs) No, I, I mean, because we wanted to tell a story and, and you know, like Benjamin said, that's where we started. Like, okay, what kind of story do we do we want to tell? Okay, yeah. now who who are these characters? Um, how how would this person respond to the players doing such and such a thing, or uh, uh, this other character talking about them like this? Um, you know, and then and then part of like you know, you mentioned working with the other actors. Well, I'm not an actor, my bad. But um, you know, working with the actors that we chose to work with was if we wanted to you know, hopefully become part of the immersive community in in Los Angeles, we wanted to use actors that, you know, had cred in that um, community rather than, you know, call my uncle and be like, oh, hey, can you read some lines for me? And so uh, that was that was a big reason why we worked with. Well, we were lucky enough to work with the actors that we we got to work with actors that we admired, actually, quite a bit. uh, Melinda Decay obviously is a big one for me. I, I absolutely love her performance. Anytime I get a chance to see her, um, but the story um, definitely I feel like got out of hand in a good way. In a good way because it it kind of allowed us to just expand into the world of this investigation and into the world of the ministry. Um, and I think people could kind of appreciate that because some players will come in and there's that surface level of, I want to play the game. I like the story in and out. And there's some people that want to ask questions and know where this goes. And um, I think I enjoyed that with some productions and it, it just, it was a world where I was able to escape. And I think providing that on some level, if we were able to achieve it. <laughs> it was... oh, how long did it take to develop the world to develop the characters? Because <laughs> there's there one of the things that kind of really blows me away about this is that there are there are elements to this that as you're kind of unraveling the threads, it both gives you the story and not in the sense of plot, but in the sense of character. It gives you the characters' relationships, but it's also asking you to understand in order to move the mechanics of the game forward. From the outside looking in, that does not strike me as something easy to achieve, if only because it's so rare to see. So take us through a little bit of the, of the, the development process here. Oh boy. Welcome yeah. to the show, guys. <laughs> so, uh, this this started back in 2017. Oh, wowzers! Um, Five years, almost almost six years ago. Now. Yes. Yeah. And so we opened our doors in 2021 to the public, um, yeah. and uh, that that was a big step because we weren't quite sure after pandemic and everything if everything was still holding up in our heads as far as way we envisioned it. I thought we were going to bomb hard. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And uh, there was a bit of fear of putting it out into the public, but it started back in 2017 and it started with uh, absolutely always. Why, why are we here as a company? 
um, not not just us as the minister, but why is the ministry going into this investigation or what is the investigation? Finding the premise and tossing around, just brainstorming Jonathan and I. Um, and we came up with Hope End um, through a couple of inspirations. I think one of them can be fairly obvious. Or, uh, the Willows was a huge inspiration um, eh, to some extent. And um, I think the characters were then kind of where we just piece by piece, who are these family members? Um, I mean, we even have family members that are not even in the production that could probably be thrown in there if we ever wanted to, that have a whole backstory. And it's who is this family member? Why are they who they are? Why did they react to Dolores? What or do What do they want? Yes, absolutely. Um, and so once we knew who the characters were, the story kind of, kind of started coming together as to who these people were, um, who they were to Dolores and how that just affected her life and who she became later. And then did the, the, the puzzling then come out of that? Like knowing like, ah, uh, this is the story and now we're going to reverse engineer you know, the, the, the clues that were left behind. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, uh, we, we tried to look at a character and, you know, give them, uh, oh, one of, one of the things early on was, uh, wh- what does this character do, um, mainly with their life? Um, and then what kind of prop can we center the puzzle around? Um, and then how could we, you know, make that, uh, in- integrate that with who they are as a person? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we started with kind of an overarching arc of where we wanted the story to go. We had a few ideas of, you know, this is a kind of puzzle we'd like to do. So then it was just, you know, like a multi-year process of of thinking about how do we make those two mesh together. And so, you know, I did a lot of the writing um, and I relied a lot on Benjamin to, you know, tell me if it sucked and to make it not suck. But um, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a really, um, just a years long collaboration between the three of us and others as well. When, when did you start first getting it on on its feet? Like what was the, what was the play testing process like? Were you oh, play testing hell. individually? Okay, <laughs> hell. Yeah. Hell, hell terrible, I like this, yeah. like this. I mean, okay, y- you have to understand that, you know, like, okay, we did, uh, this may sound like bragging, but it's not. Like we did all the tech ourselves. And when we started, when we, when we, 2017, when we opened uh, the Ministry of Peculiarities, LLC, um, we didn't know how to do any of that. Oh my God. And so. So wait, so who, who were you guys before all this? Like, like, like oh yeah, like, yeah, t- yeah. T- Taking a pause here. Like, sure. like, let's get back to like the process. Like all, like, you know, we talk a little bit of like why you, you wound up here, but like, who, who were you before this? So you didn't, you didn't know how to do this at all and you become these guys. No, I mean, we, you know, we're just, you know, a few guys that enjoyed escape rooms, but I mean, so, you know, I work, I still work, I still have a day job. I work at um, the University of the West, which is this tiny little, you know, university in Rosemead, California. Um, I'm the head of a, basically an ESL program. Um yeah, that's 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 my background. Oh, I was a philosophy major in college and linguistics. <laughs> oh my masters, god! Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, I was uh, um, teaching English as a second language abroad, um, and so I I kind of came uh, came on and helped uh, starting in like 2018, 2019. I, I lured him back. Yes. I feel like it was in 20, 
I believe it was in 2017 when oh, okay. we were we were doing a pop up at my house, and um, uh, which we got great reviews, and we only put it together in a month, kind of flying by the skin of our teeth, trying to learn how to do tech and put puzzles together and and write in a short story. And so, 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 so I, I hear teaching. You know, Adam, what, 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 was, what was your background? Uh, so uh, wealth management. And, okay. and I work for a wealth management out of Claremont, California here. So like I'm, I hear, I hear, I hear ESL. So I hear like, you know, philosophy major. I hear, you know, language being like a, a real, you know, heart of it all. Definitely business acumen. Like that's, that's part of the, part of that, that key. But like, I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing theater. I'm not hearing puzzle making. Like it really was just born out of y'all just, like when did you get the bug for going to escape games and immersive theater then like how did you wind up in this world at all yeah I would, I, i'm like freaking out yeah. <laughs> like genuinely yeah. like so, how? uh for me um, not in a bad i way. think i think i probably got the bug first probably i don't know oh uh, i'm not sure i i uh i was just gonna say i went to an escape room like very very early on um i'm trying to even remember it was uh a, a long a long time ago um and it, it was like the only one that I had ever heard of. Um, and of course I had played, you know, these like flash escape games online. Um, and so I went and, uh, you know, it was basically a bunch of puzzles in a room, um, you know, very office-y room. Um, but I, I still was, um, I, th I thought it was cool that that was being brought into the real world. Um, and then uh, when I came back from, you know, uh, teaching abroad or whatever, uh, I went to the Willows um, and that, that absolutely blew my mind. Um, and so that, you know, made me want to do something similar with, with, uh, putting them together. I, I do really enjoy that, that the willows that like a local shows is like a common refrain for you guys. Um, I also just got distracted by something on the wall. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'll talk, I'll talk about that. Uh, I'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, nicely done. Nicely done guys. Um, I'll, I'll, ex I'll explain later everybody. Don't worry. Um, if I explain right now, it'd be way too narcissistic. Um, but I, I love that there's this, there's this element that's woven in here, right? Like that show kind of galvanizing you guys becoming kind of a lingua franca for, for all of you. Um, so part of this, I guess, is when you entered into it, you didn't know how complex it was going to get, I guess. Is that part of the story here? <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, just... I, I, mean, I think one of the things you have to understand about the ministry is that it's the glue that holds it together is hubris. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we we want to do something and so we assume that we can do it. And we, you know, make it happen to some degree. Probably um, spend an inordinate amount of time trying to make and it money. happen. And money, yes. So, yeah, you know, how do we do all the tech? Yeah, yeah, uh, hubris. I mean, Benjamin is, is very bright as well, but I guess that helps. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just echoing um, the ideas that we have um, sometimes get reined in by um, looking at the sticker cost of what we could probably do mm -hmm. and then um, then realizing the time commitment and everything. Um, th there's so much that we didn't take into consideration when we did this and um, absolutely days that we wanted to just throw our hands up and walk away. 
um, even finding the location was, mm -hmm. you know, quite the challenge. And um, so things that we never had to deal with, uh, tech, uh, government, you know, mm -hmm. licensing, insurance, uh, construction. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's, there's massive unfun parts oh. of this all. But like, it hasn't seemed to, as much as it may weigh down your souls, like on the back end of things, it it doesn't seem to have stopped the the drive to make something that's got this obsessive level of detail. And that, that also comes through with like the performances you get out of the, the actors, both the actors who are in recorded material and in, and in IRL. So was that also something you sort of self-taught you know, bring yourself together? Or did you rope some people in or? I, you know, you know, perfectionism is another one of those things that we kind of all have in common and we're, we're not H like hubris experts. and perfectionism. What a yeah. dangerous combination. Oh, I mean, no, no joke, <laughs> you know, no joke. Um, so, you know, we're not experts, you know, in, in, in doing these things, but we know what we like, we know what we, you know, want to see. And um, so we, we, I guess, try to get that, um, you, know, you know, one of the things with with our live actors is we want to we try to work with working actors. We don't want, again, you know, a game master that we teach to act because I couldn't do that anyways. Mm. Um, so that's that's, that's a really good point. We've worked that's with. a really, really good point. Right. I think there's plenty of people who try that route and mm -hmm. and, and you, you feel it. Mm -hmm. You really, really feel it. And, and there are so many working actors you know, just available who need day jobs. Mm -hmm. if, 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 I've suddenly hijacked everything. Like that's always long been like one of my obsessions in this whole field is like they're working actors and they need day jobs and there could be interesting things they could do instead of like, I don't know, waiting tables, mm -hmm. even though that can be very lucrative, but maybe there's other things that could be lucrative or fun or good. And, and I'm so glad to hear that you're tapping into working actors first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's very important to us. Um, and I, I think, uh, you know, it's it's really uh, come to fruition, but we've we've had the chance to work with some really, really um, amazing actors um, uh, that have kind of taken Dolores in ways that we didn't really expect, um, but we we uh, encourage it. So Hope End is what's up right now. You guys occupy the spot of a former billiards hall. So, uh, <laughs> yep. I, and even though through the magic of non-Euclidean space dynamics, I have no idea how big the room actually is beyond the lobby. The lobby itself is like, you know, a good size and in some cases two or three times the size of some lobbies I've been of, of some, of some commercial escape games out there. So what's the expansion plan here? What's, what's the, what's, what's on the roadmap? Well, we're, we're working on our second experience. Um, it will not be the same genre as Hope End, but of course it'll still be tied in, you know, it, it'll be a ministry investigation that we, uh, you know, a wild, another wild goose chase that we, um, you know, send our players on. Um, I don't know how much more do we want to say? Um, well, I think speaking on the lobby, that was definitely intentional. We wanted a space that we could work with, that we could do short run productions or even what you see when you come in to see Hope End. Mm. Um, we wanted this to be a workable space, not just a place where people sign waivers and um, just get on board to do things. And uh, those lobbies have their time and place. And yeah, um, we, we have roughly 4,000 square feet here. Oh, wow. Um, How much are you using right now? Uh, Hope End in this room, uh, we're, we're probably looking around 
2,400. So more than half yeah. is yeah. currently active. Absolutely, yeah. And so as far as the second uh, experience, we've there's lots of ideas being tossed around and utilizing some other space outside of the four walls that the, the unit is having us there for. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's a big space. We we wanted room. I think one thing that we sought after was just wisdom from other escape room owners. Mm. And it was the number one complaint I think I heard from most escape room owners was space. I wish I had more space. Um, of course, getting that space uh, was also biting the bullet on additional costs of not utilizing that space and mm. still not utilizing that space. But um i think we're still at least able to expand and create and and having that freedom to do so uh was important to us and there's the there's that experience but also there's there is something else you guys i believe are are working on next year you've got a call coming in oh uh, uh we're kind of in the middle it was important uh, can it just wait i'm, hey, I'm... you told me to make you look impressive in front of noah so oh like, uh, shush, shush. you told me noah Okay, all right, all right, just like just put it through. Hello? Oh. Did we miss it? You have three new messages. Oh, okay. Message one. I woke up in my backyard. Well, this must be from the tip line. Falling from the sky, but I could see the dogs were coming and eating the gold. Okay. Uh, skip. Uh, message two. This message is for Higgins, reminding you to renew your quarterly subscription to Self-Confidence for Dummies. Uh, okay, uh, skip, skip, skip. Message three. Uh, yes, this message is for the Bureau of Peculiarities. I'm what? calling from New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, I, I don't know who to approach about this, okay. but uh, I've got a bit of a problem I need some help with. Last Tuesday, I was downtown at the Overlook when I was approached by a... Okay. End of messages. That sounded serious. Uh, okay, the Overlook. Uh, uh, we have time on the schedule for that? Can you... Well, uh, looks like uh, we have a spot March 30th to April 2nd. All right, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see you at the Overlook. Oh, we, we've we've had some uh, really interesting people come through, um, uh, and uh, you know, one of them has contacted us uh, about uh, being involved in the Overlook Film Festival um, in New Orleans next year. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're we're really happy about that. Very excited to have the ministry go to New Orleans and uh, conduct an investigation, uh, hopefully with the help of uh, some. Poor miscreants that we can draw into draw into our uh, employ. So the challenge of working in a city that you don't get to be in much, uh, that's got to be interesting. But I, I can tell you guys, you guys aren't afraid of like almost any challenge. Also, having gotten to witness you jump into, and this was my first experience of your work, was when, when you were at the Invitational, you did 72 hour film fest style and really blew us away being able to just 
have something appear basically out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you, mm-hmm. you guys took a room, you took a library room and turned it into what felt like a fully kitted out, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, haunted tiki, you know, <laughs> r- you know, room thing going on. I, I don't know how exactly to describe it. Uh, cause it's, cause it wasn't, a, it wasn't an escape game, but it was, had all of those elements that you would have in a fully rigged room out of thin air. So is, is that the kind of thing you're thinking the gags you're going to get up to for New Orleans? Or are you thinking like going heavier on the story side? Like you have a lot of, you have a lot of trump cards in your deck. So yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny you should mention the uh, immersive invitational that we did a few months, uh, six months ago, or something like that. Um, you know, because that was one of the things that I think really gave us the confidence to when we were approached about Overlook to say, uh, "Yeah, we want we want to do it." Um, but the, it's also a good example of some of the things that we, the principles that we hold dear, and one of those is, um, you know doing things in situ, right? Like we're not mm. going to build, well, okay. <laughs> to some degree, <laughs> we are not going to build puzzles, which we're then going to cart to New Orleans. We are going to take tech and uh, what's what's the word? Me- mechanisms Mechanism. and, and install them in. For a second, I'm excited you're going to bring yeah. mechs. And I'm like, wow, that is a <laughs> oh, dude. big genre shift. I've been getting really into that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gundam in New Orleans confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> don't know how it does with. <laughs> I don't know what it does with horror. Horror Gundam. Oh boy, that was scary. No, wait, no, that sounds like a yeah. good idea actually. I think you started something oh before. boy, yeah. Somebody, sorry, my bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that, that's kind of it. Like we want to uh, go into a space and do something weird with ordinary stuff that's there, anyways. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we did with the Invitational, right? Like, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, rigging books to fall off a shelf or uh, whatever. You a know, cage con- to rattle on its own, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, take control over the lights or, you know, those are just really simple examples. Um, and, yeah, that's what we're hoping to do. It is amazing how, like, just a little touch here or there can, like, completely surprise and delight, right? Like a, a book falling off a shelf in a space where you you know that, the artist had no time it feels just like the most incredible do people hit you up to like hey could you like come and like do my birth my kid's birthday party i mean like people hit up jfi all the time for that mm-hmm. and like sometimes they say yes and they go and do it has that happened to you guys uh, very occasionally <laughs> but if you know if anyone's listening and uh and, <laughs> just kidding um it, we've we've had a few uh interested parties that requested some things um and unfortunately untimely Mm. uh matters uh it just really had our hands tied to not be able to commit and we we do love doing those things um time's always the issue though so yeah when when you guys set out on this adventure in 2017 and granted no one expected the pandemic and all of the the travails that came with that that we're still dealing with right now did you did you expect to like kind of find this groove that you're in did you did you is this is this what you wanted is this what you imagined or is this yeah i mean honestly the response to us is so far beyond what i expected um, you know, we've, we've 
the community has been so supportive. People have been so um, effusive at times. Um, I think that's the right word. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, the, the number of people who were like, "Noah, you've got to go." Noah, you've got to go. Noah, you've got to go. I'm like, "Oh, but it's Azusa." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can only eat so much Donut Man, and yeah. they just put a Donut Man downtown. I don't yeah. need to go, <laughs> right? You know. And then really I went gutted. and 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 we were so. I mean, it, it was it it was such a special experience for us. Like we got to bring the team in, and we hadn't seen each other in a while, and all that, or never met. But also the room itself is just really magical. Sorry, Adam, I'm, I'm walking. Oh around. no, no. Uh, I mean, we've, I'm being a few. We've scenes, been so. <laughs> <laughs> we've been accused of even paying for reviews. Oh damn! And so, um, you know, I think I think that we haven't, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's also no. how you know you're doing well. You Absolutely. Know. <laughs> um, you know, the the community has been very supportive, and we, we love the enthusiasts on both sides. The oh, escape room. Yes. Uh, immersive they're both wonderful people and they're both very respectful which is kind of quite the contrary when it comes to escape rooms that we've heard uh, you know people respect the set and respect respect our actress for them yeah you know mm-hmm. we got told like oh your stuff's gonna get broken all the time because a lot of what we use in hope end is you know actual antiques that we've got from you know estate sales or thrift shops and that kind of thing and honestly it hasn't been that big of a problem so i think that's what he's trying to i I think the people who used to like bring like their own tool sets to like rip apart walls i think maybe they they they, they fell out of practice over the course of 2020 Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 literally that there was there was tale there was this family apparently in the southland who would go around and like they would sneak in you know screws and oh, socket no, wrenches yeah, yeah. and everything else and just like tear a, literally tear a room apart well, trying to reset this we, bro- we, we broke the record exactly. thank god we need <laughs> extra 45 minutes to reset the room because we broke everything <laughs> and so we're we're just waiting for that moment for maybe people that are not enthusiasts to come in mm. and um maybe don't like what we do and we've had those uh well, we've had some had of those people of and they leave and they're they're uh you know entertained and delighted with what we provide for them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, um, we're happy to do it and we're happy to continue to do so. Yeah. We, we, we know we're not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. Um, you know, sometimes if, if people are hardcore escape room, uh, you know, people, they may, they think it's too much story and, and I understand that perspective. That's fine. Um, or I guess, uh, Occasionally, someone from the immersive world may not be as as into it because of the amount of pu- puzzle solving. But I, I can't really think of an instance of that. But uh, it, we'll, sure. we'll leave it yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of the things about the forum as a whole, right? Is like there's there's this huge spectrum of like what people are into, and like I mean, I remember you know pre pandemic you know, immersive in some escape game circles was becoming a dirty word. It was like, oh no, the room's immersive. It's yeah. going to get in the way of my puzzle solving. And, mm. and there, and you know, you trace it back and you think of like, what was it? The, oh my God, I forgot. But like the, there was a company out of Japan that sort of like almost like starred, like they did the original escape room and you would go to one of their events and it was like, you know, it'd be like a, a Legend of Zelda themed event was the one I went to or something like that. It wasn't Legend of Zelda, some kind of fantasy thing similar to Zelda or, or I remember one time they did one, I didn't go, but it was like an Attack on Titan one that was like in like at like LA Coliseum or something like that. And you go in and then you're like, you're handed a puzzle book. 
and you're told like walk around the room find the clues and they'll come back here and fill out the form and i was like and having already been to physical rooms i was like what is this this is like the original escape game people but because it's like you know puzzle hunts and like that entire side of the world and and yet like this this thing that you guys have made sort of winds up blending form and function in a way that often feels seamless uh and just the the sheer amount of work and indeed yeah the the, the hubris to be like oh we can do that and, and, and but like the fact that you guys the fact that you guys pulled it off i mean do, do you ever like sit back and just go like i can't believe that what, what was the first time and maybe get feel free to get a tiny bit spoiler here so like oh, skip ahead by like two minutes what was the first time you you surprised yourself what was your han solo moment where you're like sometimes i even surprise myself I just want to say thank you, and then I'm going to pass it. <laughs> well, uh, the, the okay, it's hard for me to say the first. Uh, you know, there, there. When we had someone from, well, I mean, someone from a, a a big escape room came and just absolutely loved it. That was big for me. But the the biggest time for me was um, the immersive invitational because you know. We went into that saying like, okay, well, we've got this uh, semi-successful experience, but like this is a little bit out of our wheelhouse. You know, I'm really afraid of making ourselves look stupid. And then when when you guys loved our work, then we, I was, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. So yeah, yeah. And I want to, I want to catch the you guys being like, it's, it's not just like me, Noah, or that. It's just that that. that the immersive community that the the other mm-hmm. creators came through because that was something we were really excited about and and mm-hmm. so many so many of the other people in the invitational came through and saw what you guys did and just I think really got excited you know it's just like finding other parts of like it's like if, if we're this like if the community is this kind of like you know weird neural network it's like oh this other part of our brain that we hadn't mm-hmm. heard from before and and suddenly lighting up so exciting oh yeah <laughs> Oh, there's stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Always something going on. Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, sometimes these go coming. I don't want to just like sit here and just enthuse at you guys a little bit more, but like if you could tell folks who are thinking about wanting to, to, to dive into that space where escape games and immersive theater, like really story-driven, immersive world making, and and coming at it with a with a DIY ethos, mm. where would if you could tell hmm, this how to do it? If you could tell yourselves of twenty seventeen, one bit of advice, right? <laughs> like you know what what would you what would you want to kind of help help jumpstart them? I I know what you're gonna say. Oh, uh, well, I guess this is the joke response, but uh, half serious. Um, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's not true. But, man, it is. it has been so rough sometimes. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had just introduced so much anxiety into my life by, uh, by setting off on this venture. I mean, I, and, and I, don't, I don't have any regrets, but... Um, yeah, it, it was hard. Yeah, okay, but I don't think I would want to tell other people like don't do it. Yeah. So that's not good advice. So you 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 try. 
Okay, I got I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, seek out assistance. Mm. You know, yeah. Absolutely where I was gonna go with it. If if we're gonna give real advice, it's <laughs> real it's advice. seek out those who've been there. And um as we said, the community is very open, very welcoming, very mm-hmm. supportive. Um, don't be afraid to ask. I think uh especially if you admire somebody. And and you want something similar to what they're creating and that that field that genre, go talk to them. Uh, the community is very supportive. They want to talk about their work. They they all love. We love what we do. Mm-hmm. So we're we're open. Yeah. Um, come hear us complain about everything we had to go through over the past five years, <laughs> or or we could give you some advice in in various areas. I'm sure. I'm sure we learned a few tidbits here and there. <laughs> Absolutely, and that and that's and that's a lovely thing, right? Just like you know, you know, other people, you guys sought other people out, got advice, and now with everything you learned, you guys are in that position now. Uh, but also in the position to just keep making amazing stuff and 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 grow beyond, and the and the legend continues to grow. And and it's kind of wild because like you have only been open for like a year and change at this point, and and I I see I see good things for you guys in the in the long run. So thanks for having me out. Thanks for, for letting us do this here in the lobby. Yeah, thanks so much. I mean, you know, oh. we're extremely flattered that you would be interested in interviewing us, especially because, you know, I'm sure everybody knows by now we're kind of awkward. So, yeah. <laughs> it's every, every, everyone in this field is awkward to one degree or another, yeah. especially the people who are most easy in front of a microphone, like this one right here. That might so. be why we feel so at home in the community, I guess. I yeah, don't there, know. You go. there you go. All right, guys. More soon, I hope. Once again, I want to thank Adam, Jonathan, and Benjamin for being our guests on the show today. Check the show notes. Go discover the Ministry of Peculiarities for yourselves. Uh, particularly if you're coming through Southern California and you're going on some immersive jaunts, maybe you're uh, maybe you're coming out uh, for when uh, you know Universal opens up uh, Super Mar- Super Nintendo World. Uh, I know they call it Super Mario World because it's it's all it's all Mario stuff. I don't know I don't know why they would just call it Super Mario World, but let's let's not worry about that. Um, <laughs> so maybe you're coming out for that. Maybe there's other things you're, you're looking for. Uh, it is well worth the time to get your crew together and go out to the ministry. Or, again, they're going to be at Overlook this year, so uh, keep an eye out for what they're up to there. Uh, Hoping to have more on what's going on at Overlook uh, on the show in the not-too-distant. All right. Um, Now is part of the show where I just talk to you about the stuff that's going on in Immersive at the moment. Uh, obviously, there's lots of XR news coming out of CES at the moment. HTC just dropped some new hardware. Uh, honestly, I need to like sort through and catch up with all the news. Uh, I'm I'm in the middle of some major uh, living situation changes. Uh, I'm not going anywhere, but other people are, and that's uh, that's that's keeping me off uh, my game at the moment as my apartment gets completely reorganized uh and maybe maybe there'll be an irregular about that uh later uh also i'm recording this at night as opposed to in the morning because um last week suddenly they were uh demolishing the building two doors down 
and uh, I get woken up in the morning by, uh, I call them Constructicons, because they look like the things that form Devastator, um, just slamming into buildings and and ripping trees out. Uh, I watched that happen. That was terrifying. Uh, I felt really bad for the tree. Uh, and uh, shaking the entire building with my building with what they're up to. So, um yeah, uh, a little a little out of it right now. Um and I don't didn't want to start the year off this way. Uh and hopefully the whole year won't be super chaotic. Uh we're getting all the chaos out right now. Uh but there's plenty uh to come. Uh there's a call sheet up on the website right now that's going to be in our new monthly format, so that's just going to stay on the front page all month long. It'll get updated. Uh, as new jobs and new gigs and new opportunities appear, and those those are that's already happening. So look to look you know check in on the regular. I'll, I'll put that uh, always here in the show notes uh, all month long, uh, so you can always find uh, the latest and just you know check back weekly, and we'll put it out on social when there's new. Uh, we've got uh, a review coming up next week of the Locksmith's Dream which is an overnight experience out in, uh, I believe it's out in Wales. Uh, Ellery uh, went out and checked that out. Uh, Ellery is uh, Blake Wiles' sister and is now one of our London uh, correspondents. So Ellery went on an excursion for us, uh, checked out uh, checked out the, the show, they checked out the event, the weekend. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it uh, myself. And that should be popping up next week. We've got a review rundown is coming up. There's a few things uh, coming in right now. Uh, and there's there's all kinds of remote work popping off. Do check out uh, Everything Immersive because uh, there's gonna, there's plenty over there at the moment. And uh, I will be reorganizing the front page. Uh, since I get a moment, um, the apartment's been torn apart. <laughs> like I'm, not, I'm not recording in my usual spot right now. So, uh, again, uh, kind of, you know, the flow is uh, the flow's different for a hot minute. But there is so much that's going to be happening this year. Uh, and, um, of course, the next stage is coming this June here in Los Angeles. And we're starting uh, the programming of that. Hope to have a lot of information for you uh, next month. Uh, probably probably close to like the middle of the month. Uh, I figure we should have some really great stuff uh, to talk to you about. So... Uh, with that in mind, let's wrap the show. Uh, the associate producer for No Persinium is Parker Sella. Music for No Persinium is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society and Solar the Podcast. Special thanks to Siobhan Lachlan for voicing our intro. And this podcast uh, is made possible by our Patreon backers and is created by me. I'm Noah Nelson. And until next time, I'll see you at the show. <laughs>